Yo, yo. Ride Dad Pod, we're back. Thursday episode number 30. Quick. Favorite number 30 athlete, go. Who's the Girl first Davis. one that comes? Damn it, that was what I was going to say. It's funny that I said that too, like while Steph Curry's playing. I see you, dog. Oh, that's a good one, yeah. <laughs> Steph Curry, who took an L to me and my baseball team when we were 10 years old in Kansas City. Really? Yep. Run ruled their ass. How have we never heard about that? I feel like I've told that story before. Afterwards, everybody went and lined up and got pictures with his dad, too. How'd they even know Steph Curry was going to be Steph Curry? Then his dad would be famous. (laughs) How dare you? (laughs) Besmirch Dell. We're here, Adam, Zach. We have a guest waiting in the wings. Backstage, curtain's going to be pulled here in a moment. Joe is uh, joining us momentarily. He is... uh, Stuffing his face, as he likes to uh, call it, um, just getting off the getting off the old getting off the old links, as they say, York. But uh, let's go ahead and bring our guest in right now. And uh, uh, what's the what's the Jason Bateman, Will Arnett? Uh, fuck, what's what's that podcast they have? I don't know. They had one. Oh yeah, so I've never listened to it, but there's a uh, special on, I believe HBO. I think I know what um, you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's re- really funny because they're like smartless is what the podcast is called. Okay, uh, so it's Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and Sean Hayes, who was from Frasier. Um, and they're like Fra- all Frasier, like Memphis Frasier, or like the show Frasier. <laughs> The show. He is not a Ram. Um, But uh, so I think HBO did like a documentary about their tour, Um, but they've all been friends for years and it's really funny. But the premise of that podcast is they bring on guests, but like each person will bring on a guest in a different episode and the other two guys don't know who it is. Oh, cool. To create a more like organic conversation because they can't prep for anything. But um, right. so that's kind of that's kind of what we started doing here is we kind of stole Jason Bateman and Will Arnett's idea. Um, I dig it. Joe is here. Go. There he is. Perfect hey, timing. Big haircut. Oh, big haircut guy. Um, so without further ado, now that Joe is here, bring on our guest to uh, per his Twitter bio. Purveyor of fine audio at Learfield. Uh, you might know him from College Sports Now and Hand in the Dirt. You're going to bring in none other than Stephen Hartzell as he is now into the room. I believe we are getting a, uh, a camera shot from him. He did tell me that he had packed up all of his stuff, all of his normal podcasting stuff for work. Um, but Stephen, welcome in. How are we doing? Hey, can you all hear me? Yes, sir. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for having me on, man. Good to be with y'all. Yeah, man. So we talked about it last episode. I got to ask you, we went through the whole rundown of kids at the beach. Um, mm-hmm. what's, what's, your, what's your strategy? What's the go-to for being a dad with kids at the beach? Um, I mean, for us, it's like putting them in front of a TV. Like they don't, they can't get enough. So we're in a good spot. It's, it's pretty easy. 
uh, the the days of being able to like read a book or sit around and just do nothing with the wife, those days are over. But they, uh, yeah, playing in the sand, being in the ocean. I mean, I got a seven year old and a four year old, so they the swimming is not strong enough. But for the most part, we can be at the beach for like ten hours, no worries, like all day. Ooh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can do that. S- but like yeah, you said, it, there's no relaxation whatsoever on your part. Nah, it's nonstop. Uh, you know, dad watch, dad do this, dad. Do that. But for the like, they're they're pretty easy. Um, we just, yeah, I mean, obviously, like we go to Charleston a lot, uh, like Isle of Palms, and uh, that's our spot. We're going down there for the fourth, actually. So, um, I mean, it's it's uh, we're not super into like sand toys as much anymore, but just like digging and uh, like trying to find like shells and fish and stuff hours. Yeah. Nonstop. Yeah. As someone put it to me, which I think the cutoff is like, I mean, it's kid by kid basis. Kids are different, but I think like four or five years old is when they can start entertaining themselves and you're not having to hurt them Yeah. to where somebody explained it to me. They're like, Oh, you went on a trip. You didn't go on a vacation because yeah. it's just work. Yeah, I'm I'm in the uh I'm in the ocean with the boogie board just like trying to help my bigger guy catch waves, right? But um yeah, yeah I mean I, I think the light went on for him probably, yeah, probably about five, probably like yeah. two years ago. And and it and now he can kind of get in and not be not be uh super afraid or just have to be like have it have his hand held the whole time. But uh we do a lot of walk in, just a lot of like hanging out where the waves are crashing. Um, nobody's out there swimming or body surfing or anything, myself included. So yeah. we're just, we're just out there to just kind of lounge. But I mean, we get out there early, probably like 10, 11 in the morning. And I mean, we could definitely kill a day just sitting out there. Yeah. But that's nice. What's the, what's the dinner situation? We, we had a debate about that last week or on Monday, I should say, where I'm in the camp of, it's a vacation. I want to go out and eat like good food. I don't want to cook at home because I cook all the time. Um, how, I mean, that also is very dependent on the kids. Do your kids do well at restaurants? Dude, we had a terrible night at, at a restaurant this evening, actually. <laughs> like we had Mexican food, we ate outside and the kids just trashed the table and like they're dipping stuff in the cheese dip and the salsa, like napkins and like, Mm. It, it was it was horrible, man. Like I like to eat out, but I don't like to bring that. That's rare. They're not usually that bad, but uh, I don't like to bring that out in public. Uh, if, yeah. if, it can, if if we can help it, so like a six seven day trip, we'll probably eat out like twice. I'm I'm all about some takeout. I'm all about like yeah. some frozen pizzas or some chicken fingers in the oven. My kids don't eat great. I mean, they they, they just. It's about possible, man. Yeah, like they just—I mean, they—they will crush Doritos, uh, and they'll eat pizza and chicken and French fries all day. But I love to eat out. My wife loves to eat out, but taking the kids can be—you know, like when you're when they're newborns, it's a different level of stress. They can't do anything without you. But like Mm -hmm. just just the energy and like some of the stuff that they do. uh, Sometimes I'm just candidly, I'm just not in the mood for that. I don't want to bring that out. You know, <laughs> right. Plus, you throw in the at the beach all day. You're tired. You want to relax, have an alcoholic 
drink and eat some food. And then the last thing you want to do is have to juggle two kids, which I said it on our Monday show. I was like, I, I just fully just was like, just bring the iPad. I don't care. Just sit there. I, don't, I mean, the, the pool, the pool is great too. I mean, like the, you know, yes. we're, we're, li- we're living that, that summer family pool life where like, I'll pick the kids up from camp at like three o'clock and we'll just go on a Wednesday. Yeah. Cause if oh, we yeah. come home, I mean, we're going to get into it. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, I got, I got like toys all over. I mean, like these guys don't share very well. Like they have moments. But they are also long. I mean, they're boys. Like they just—they're at each other's throats constantly. Yeah. Um, so they in a healthy way, in a good way. But it, I say they're a lot. they're old enough now to like physically fight, though, right? Uh, it doesn't get into that. It's usually like shoving. Yeah. Or like one of them will hit one of them like in the body. There's not like a lot of <laughs> facial stuff, scratches, no hair yeah. faces. Yeah, like there, nobody's like punching anybody. It's just like open-handed, like full-body kind of like, Gah. yeah. But it's enough to be like y'all need to be separated. Yeah, is, is it sustainable? No. But it's caused by fatigue, and you know, it's it's just my goal is. I'm sure you guys can relate. Like, I'm gonna wear y'all out. If y'all go to sleep, yeah. that means me and your mom can have a good time. You'll be better rested for the next day. Bingo. I mean, I, t- I tell my kids all the time, like, we got a big day tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Big day tomorrow. <laughs> Get some sleep. Because uh, I need sleep. And we all need sleep. <laughs> uh, I want to go ahead and, and dive into this before we get in too deep and I forget. But so Adam here, he pl- he plays golf here and there, but he's he's like kind of on the periphery thinking about it. Yeah, we've all, all right. We've all been telling him, like, come on, man, just just jump in head first. Like you can do it. So you're an avid golfer. Um, what's some like beginner golf advice, you know, you know, strategy, whatever you want to call it that you'd give Adam here? Man, I'm a big vibes guy. Like, just don't be negative. Like, it's not gonna be fun. And like, you know, people <laughs> people talk all the time, like, um, you know, you're gonna you're gonna be bad at first. And that's okay. Just don't be, don't be negative and bad at the same time. Right. Well, like, yesterday was the first day that I that I played probably in the year and a half, and um, it was the first time I didn't like get because you asked Joe. We used to play in about you know probably the ninth or tenth hole. I'm pissed off and I'm just like, I'm done with this shit. Yeah. So I'm playing with everybody else that's good around me. <laughs> I was playing with a guy yesterday that wasn't great. Amongst the other you know other two were good, but. Um, I feel I feel a lot better when I'm playing someone like kind of at my level. Sure. That I'm not like I know I'm not going to be the worst one out here, yeah, but uh, get to work on it the whole time and you get those really good shots. One thing I did yesterday great was I hit the ball off the tee really really well, and I never That's ever. That's good. Oh yeah, and I never do it consistently with that. It was a guy playing with yesterday at Southwind. Like he told me, pretty much I always grip the ball, you know, or grip the club, thumbs straight out. And he said, just move your thumb just a little bit over. Like you're not, yeah. not where you're like pointing, but you're like wrap it. tips, but it's yeah. like right just a little bit where you still have control. And it made like the world of difference. Just from that and like scooting, moving your hands in on your irons. Um, little stuff like that was making all the difference in the world. It was, 
it was a challenge. I, I have no business playing out there, but uh, it was a lot of fun. The whole like the whole day was fun, fun group, nice weather outside. Not like today, which was fucking miserable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, awesome. there's there's a misconception that like guys who are good at golf. I mean, I'm I'm an 11 handicap. Like I'm not an elite golfer by any stretch, but uh, I like to play. I like to play a lot. Uh, if I could play 36 a day, I'd you know, in, in a consequence free environment without, you know, family consequences, I would absolutely play 36 holes of golf in a day. But Adam, there's a misconception that like people who are good don't like playing with people who aren't good. That's not true. Oh, yeah, I've learned that. I used to, that's why I used to always tell Joe, I, I would never want to, I was like, man, I don't want to go and slow you guys down. Like, slowing us down is a thing that if you're slow, that's, that's a deal breaker. But if you're bad, doesn't matter like that's why i'm like stay positive yeah just keep the vibes going know when to pick up like if you're if you're bouncing back and forth and you're like i'm lining this up for a 12 just put it in your pocket it, does, it, it doesn't matter we'll see you up there man yeah yeah it's fine like i i mean i should i'll pick up uh if 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 the situation calls for it but like yeah just don't be super slow stay positive and honestly i mean it's it's easier said than done because like unless you're Unless you have access to like uh, elite practice facilities, man, just chip and putt. Like chipping and putting will shave significant strokes off of your game. Like hitting bombs is awesome. I get that. Um, I am a short hitter. Like I don't. I, I probably drive the ball two fifty. I'm not. So I'm not three hundred guy. I don't know what that's like. That's like dunking a basketball. Couldn't tell you what that <laughs> feels like. It looks really cool, but I'll never be able to do it. Right, but like, man, <laughs> if you can chip and and one putt and get yourself out of trouble. Like that's how you go from shooting 110 to, or, you know, 100 to shooting like 85. It's yeah. like, if, if I can get up and down from, you know, from green side or if I can get up and down for a bogey instead of, you know, duffing a couple chips or three putting for a, for an eight. I mean, it, it, some people play for score. Some people just play to go out there and drink to drink like 15 beers and that's fine too. But yeah, that's why the yesterday I kind of, so the first nine, um, I think I shot a 56, but I also put two in the water. Sure. And of course, I didn't. I, I probably. I don't know if I three putted, but I did. Uh, I've always had been. I've been a good like field putter, but um, there's times around the green that if I'm trying to like, I could putt just to be safe. But I started to really chip yesterday, just trying to. I want to. I want to practice that and learn that instead of, you know. Do you want to say, well, if I'm if I'm scared, I'm going to hit this. I'm scared I'm going to hit it, top it, and skull fuck it across the green. But yeah. if I don't ever do that, I'm not going to learn how to do it. You know. But you also have some natural feel. I mean, a lot of people don't have any natural feel whatsoever, and you've always had a little bit of natural feel to where you you tend not to do that. You're not just blasting a putt 15, 20 feet by. You you've always had a a, a pretty decent kind of feel around the greens. Well, that, that comes from working at uh, Dick's Sporting Goods, sitting on that golf putting green. Yep, while I was working, sitting there putting. <laughs> Love it. It, it. Like you said, if you can be straight off the tee, that's huge. Because that's kind of yeah. the biggest bugaboo for, start, for like, beginners. Because you can kind of have a feel with some irons and, like, around the green. And then, you know, putting is just practice and learning how to control pace. But, yeah, you can have a lot of, like, really good – eight to 10 handicapped golfers that just spray it everywhere off the tee. And that's why they can't, you know, break, you know, 80. Right. Yeah. I mean, I I'm comfortable with my golf game because I know what I 
can't do. And so I'm not out there trying to carry it, you know, 240 over water or just playing, you know, the tips like 7,000 yard courses, 6,900. Like, no, there's no way. Like, um, but I mean, to, to guys that are trying to get into it or have friends that are into it and they're like, oh man, I can't really hang with y'all. No, it's not true. I mean, it's, it's just, I mean, it's four hours to be outside. You're having a good time with your buddies. Just, just don't be the guy who's taking like 12 practice swings and you'll be fun. Yeah. Don't be Sam Bennett. (laughs) Yeah. Don't be Cantley out there. Just, you know, waddling back and forth. Now what I will say this, York, and I feel like you would, you, you would crush this. When I first started playing, like Steven said, I was a vibes guy where I was always bringing beer and I was always bringing a charger or a charger, a speaker that was fully charged. So I was like, vibes are high. I'm playing good music. I'm I'm giving people beer to where like that was kind of my thing for a while. I was like, I know Zach's gonna bring the vibes. Like he's gonna bring some some seltzers. He's gonna bring you know some some natty light, some Bud Light, whatever. And we're gonna have music. So we're like, oh, just- yeah. we had to play the fancy course yesterday where there was no speaker involved. You get to Bluetooth your phone right here to the fucking car. Wait. So I haven't played there in a couple of years. Do they have the shark experience at Southwind? Do you know, Joe? Uh, I do not know if they have the shark experience out there or if it's, um, I forget the other one that's big that like a bunch of courses in Maryland had, but I don't, I don't think it's the shark experience out there. Yours is it? I don't know if it'd be allowed for them to have the shark experience out there to be honest with you. (laughs) What are we talking about? What is the shark experience? I don't know what that is. So, so it's, it's like, uh, yeah, Joe, ahead. you explain it. You, you know what it is. So it's, it's basically a, a interface that Greg Norman put his name to and developed it to work within like GPS golf carts. So it has the ability for you to, you know, all the GPS stuff, connect your phone. Um, I think best part for the golf course is him. You can run ads on there if I'm not mistaken. Um yeah. But I would think that with him being involved, if it was the Shark Experience, the fact that it is a TPC Network course, it's owned by the players, I would imagine it's not that anymore, and they had to switch it over. Yeah. yeah. One thing different, like the courses we played a bunch that I played with y'all have been, um, you know, they got the GPS on the carts, but they'll pretty much direct you back on the cart if you need to be or whatever. Like the one yesterday, it's – it, it knew which they had it programmed in there which um, holes are car path only. Yeah. yeah. So I had that in there and then um, it would uh, start like beeping and stuff, tells you to beeping, back up. Yeah, yeah. it puts you in like, like, like low drive and it makes you back up and yeah. get back to where you're going. It humiliates you by making you go super slow. Yeah. yeah. I just love the fact that Southwind has this and, you know, Cherokee Valley, I'm having to. Contemplate buying an air tag to stick it on the Marshall's car to actually keep up with the fact that they're actually doing their job. <laughs> out there. So that's, just, that's just the difference right there, man. Us, you know, plebes at the golf. I will course. say this, York. When I played out at TPC Southwind, the one thing, my main takeaway was how damn near identical the video game was to the real thing. See, I tried to think about that because I mean, I, I always I was trying to remember where I was at. Like, I've only been there as like a spectator. Um, and the number ten, I remember. I can remember vividly um, that I recognized while I was out there. But uh, 
There was one of them too. I, I don't know if it's like 16 or 17. 17 is the one that's the longer par four with that. There's a there's a creek that runs out about mm-hmm. I think about 100, 110, 120 yards away from the green. Right. And that, and that's kind of like uh plantation. That one hole on plantation that like 18. Uh kinda, yeah. 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 Kinda, yeah, yeah. But that's what it reminded me of. Temper trust. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Except for the fact that one is extremely nice and the other is just the country club's toilet bowl to get shit in constantly. (laughs) Other than that, very, very similar. Very, very similar. Yeah, yeah. All right. So York and and Steven have connected now with golf. So now I need Joe and, and Steven to connect. So, Joe, we do have a Duke on here. We have a JMU alum. Really? Oh, hell, I got to go grab my wife real quick, son. 2005. I think I hear the baby crying, so I'm not going to go grab her right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I haven't been back to Harrisonburg in a very long time. but uh, I love it, man. It, it To me, so we, we met in Virginia. I was working for a company called Golfsmith, and we met when I was in Virginia, and we moved around, and we moved back up there. And I always said that if we, if we decided to stay there, I would have wanted to move to, like, Harrisonburg or something. Like, I love that. I love that area. I just love the fact that you're kind of right there at the mountains. You can do what you want to do. And yep. just yep. The, the university itself, like, I mean, I understand that it's not, well, and I, I say this as a Memphis fan. I understand that at the time that I met her, it wasn't big time college football, but they made the atmosphere down there. And I guess, was it three years after we met, they won the national championship and you would go to a game and like, it was a really good like it fit perfectly. And it was mm-hmm. like, man, I wish like Memphis could figure this out. Cause I mean, it really did truly fit perfectly down there. But I absolutely love that school, man. That, that you know, I think, yeah, we would, we probably would have moved to Harrisonburg. I always say that there. Yeah. Moving to the Sun Belt was a, I mean, just a slam dunk for them. I mean, they, yeah. I mean, would they win like nine games last year? I mean, it was crazy. So, um, I, I barely got out of there. Uh, well, like, I mean, I barely got out of there in terms of like with a degree, but fun school. It's pretty. And yeah, like DC, two hours, Charlottesville, an hour, Blacksburg. Man, we didn't really go to Blacksburg, but like, <laughs> you know, hell, uh, I, I had family in Virginia Beach. So I just cut through yeah. 64 and go all the way down to the coast. Mm-hmm. Pretty country up there, man. It's It's very pretty. And now it's like, I think it's like 30,000 kids, man. It's huge. It was not that big when I was there shit, 20 years ago. It's, yeah, it's massive. I was surprised when when we visited and, and just some of her friends that, you know, went there with her and everything. Like, I thought of it as kind of like a state school. And, like, they pull a ton from, like, New Jersey and stuff like that even now. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's crazy the amount of folks they get in just from a national level. Yeah, I had no idea when I went there how big of a party school it was. I just didn't know. I mean, we I visited a lot of schools, and, you know, I, I you look at, like, rankings, like party school rankings and stuff, but I had no idea just how much people drank up there until we got there. And it was like a case of Keystone was I – mean, we used to get 30 packs of Keystone. 30 like packs of stones. Six or seven <laughs> bucks. I mean, it was outrageous how cheap all that stuff was, but – yeah, shout Houston. out to JMU. Go Dukes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh so wait, you said you, you visited some other schools. So like 
which other what other official visits did you take, Stephen? I mean, academically, I peaked in high school, so I had like decent <laughs> grades. Uh, I looked at Richmond. I wanted to go to Virginia because I had family there, and it was like I grew up in Atlanta. I just wanted to get out of Georgia. I mean, I, I I never had the grades to go to like Georgia Tech. I didn't want to be an engineer, but I did not want to go to Georgia. I grew up hating Georgia. Um, Same. I married a bulldog, ironically, but uh, yeah, like I went to Richmond, I went to Washington and Lee, I went to William and Mary, uh, I had a bunch of family that went to like Randolph-Macon, which is like D3, yeah. um, and then I, I, I had like these wild cards, like Vermont, Oregon. That amounts. Uh, I, I was obsessed with Michigan as a kid, athletically, but I had no idea academically just how... Like you have to be, you have to be brilliant to go to Michigan out of state. So, um, I got it. I got early acceptance to JMU and that senior year of high school was just, I mean, I was pretty, I was pretty unplugged. I mean, it, was, it was, you know, I was cruising. I was just on cruise control. So yeah, JMU best four and a half years of my, uh, of my life. It was a good time. Fun. That's typically how it goes. Like once I figured out, like, Oh, that's the ACT score you need to get into Ole Miss. Like, okay, yeah. we're done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I figured that out about Northwest Mississippi Community College. I mean, I was set. <laughs> I was ready, man. Wild. man, like, I don't know. You know, we we all have kids. Like, I don't know. Like, I have a five twenty nine for my kids. Like most people do. Like, it's like a, a a safe place to put money for kids to like have. I don't know what college is going to look like in fifteen years. Like I, you know, it's, it's not a given that these kids are going to want to just one that they're going to need to go. Yeah. And two that like, are they, are, are all their friends going to be going? Like, is that a thing in 15 years? Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, it's a valid, it's, it's worth, it's worth keeping an eye on for sure. Cause it's just not, I, I don't know. I feel like you don't need to go to school to work in the industry that you want depending on the industry like if you want to code or if you want to be a you know if you want to work for nasa you got to go to college but you know for a lot of other people you don't you don't need to go to school just start working yeah i mean selfishly i hope i'm (laughs) i know this is very selfish but being the dad of a newborn it's kind of like man i really hope things kind of change a little bit because that price just can't keep on going up and up like something's got to change to where it's it's not sustainable yeah there's no way no way. I mean, I was an English major. I don't know uh, other than the, the the some of the scripting that I do, like with broadcasting, and um, I mean, just the ability to like compose an email or just you know stuff that a lot of people you know under the age of twenty five like struggle with, you know. So that I mean, there there was there was some legitimate things that I got from my degree, but you know, like if you're a history major, if you're like a like a psychology major, like what are you doing with that? No. You know. I mean, unless you're staying and continuing your education. Yeah. I don't don't know what you do with that stuff. Well, it's crazy too. Cause like a lot of that stuff, like the people get into teaching, but my wife's a teacher and I mean, she can tell you countless stories of people that graduate, you know, they even get the the master's program, get that teach for a year and go, what the hell am I doing? Like, I don't, I, what am I doing this for? I don't want to do it. And then it's like, well, what what else are you going to do, man? Like (laughs) you got the options. Yeah. Um, another topic we got to, we got to cover because 
probably a lot of the time that Adam could be playing golf, he uses buying sneakers. Good for you. And I know that that you're a big sneakerhead, so like we, you know, we we can run through, we can run the gamut here. Got these display boxes today. I've been putting together from Amazon. <laughs> yeah, I've I've seen those. I, I'm not. I mean, I all my stuff's still in the box, but I I I wish I had those because there are times that I lose track of like, you know, where stuff is. That's a real. See, it's a on, like now it's it's a new collection, so like I'm starting it and. Right now, they're just kind of along my empty wall in my bedroom, and this on like the if it's if it's a unique box on that box, you know. Um, I got those ones, which I'm not crazy about the ones I've just got, but like I do like them once I got them and put them on with something. Um, they're the uh Air Jordan Low Retro, um, with like the elephant print, yeah, yeah, the elephant print, but like the. It came with like the box is the same print. So the shoes on top of those look fucking awesome. And then the, uh, um, even the, the wrapping in like put the, the paper, the shoe paper, whatever you call it, tissue was also the same thing. It was pretty badass. Um, but those and all the different jaws come in with different, um, <clears throat> unique boxes. So how, how many pairs are we talking at them? Like how, let's, let's put a number on this right now. I have, I, right now I have 12. Okay, see. But I, I, just, I just started. I'm, I'm not it's, it's it's not a contest. Like quantity is not as important as quality. But I I did have to count them up because my wife was giving me a hard time. And um, yeah, we're at like fifty something pairs of shoes. <laughs> it's like fifty two, fifty three, and the uh, the real problem lately has been the the golf shoes. So yeah. there's a separate pile or like part of the closet it's like the top it's like on top of the the closet it's like you, there's room for like two boxes and then there's the ceiling right so the top top and i got like i got like 20 i got like 20 pairs of golf shoes oh see i think i, I just got my first pair i have some like old, older nike golf shoes that i got i think when we were in scottsdale um yeah. playing we poke we copa or whatever it was um we could pa. yeah nice. i got some there uh just because i needed some but then I uh, went to Evan Watch yesterday and got some. I think it was the 22 Jordans. It was the ACGs or mm-hmm. the ADGs. ADGs, yeah. Yeah, those are like those, dress shoes, right? Those are like, yeah, man. Yeah. Kind of like, like foot joys almost. Yeah. Yeah. So, but they're, they're actually really comfortable. Um, got those yesterday, but now, like, as I see more and more, um, it might make me start playing golf, but a lot more. But I uh, definitely can get into the habit of getting those too. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's it's an illness. I mean, it's a disease. Uh, well, a lot of times I, now, with I get like on the sneaker app, like the drops, and even if I don't yeah. like them, I'm gonna just I'd like to win. So if I get you got them, like well, cool. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I, I mean, it's, <laughs> COVID was really bad for the sneaker heads, just because I mean everyone had same with golf. Like everybody had money, everybody had time. And it was like, well, let's. I'm, I'm gonna buy sneakers. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go play golf. And then the. I think the market has dipped in terms of. Things are sitting on the app for a lot longer. Things aren't just getting gobbled up immediately. There's restocks, but um, yeah. I mean, you all of a sudden you were competing with people that just, you know, like six months a year ago had no interest in these shoes at all. But 
yeah, it's it's a thing. I'm 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 stocked with Nikes and Jordans, and I need to stop. And uh, I, I won't. Like I just, I, I, I there's, there's probably I'm not going to. <laughs> yeah, there's probably there's probably thirty pairs, probably thirty pairs of shoes that haven't even been worn. They're just yeah. in there. I, I'll wear them around the house. Yeah, so like I, I mean, some, that's uh, it. That's it. That's yeah. my life. Yeah, got, uh, and I just want to get into it because once I got divorced, like I was always dressed very conservatively and, you know, didn't really step outside the box or anything, go out of my comfort zone. But once I got divorced, lost some weight and uh, started dressing a little bit differently. And I started like, you know, what, I'll try out some shoes. But I was like, these are fucking awesome. Yeah. So now it's like every chance I get, I get some. And then I, uh, buddy that works for me, he, his aunt works at the Nike store. So, at the Nike factory, so she gets like I can get on there like right now and get some hundred and sixty dollars shoes for ninety bucks. So you guys in Memphis, Adam and Joe, are yeah. y'all in Memphis? Okay, yeah. yeah the, uh, Nikes come from Memphis. Like all my shit comes from Memphis. Yeah, right. Yeah, I saw the video. Yeah, I saw the videos of the dudes like in the you know they were in the the warehouse or whatever, just like like they they stole a bunch of. You know, oh, a bunch yeah. of shoes. I saw those videos, and like nobody really seemed to mind. Like they weren't really that <laughs> affected by it. But yeah, dude. I I mean, my kids know. Like, hey, it's it's raining, Dad. Like, I shouldn't wear these shoes to school. And I'm like, that's correct, son. That's exactly right. These, are, son, not our, these are not these are not our wet like, these are not our yeah. wet weather shoes. That's right. Put that's these, right. Go put these old Bobo sneakers on. It's raining. Yeah. Yeah. So my daughter, yeah my daughter, I've got a four to six year old daughter with my seven year old son. And, my daughter was like, hey, can I get some shoes too? And I'll wear them to school. I said, fuck no. <laughs> I said, you're not ready for this. Then you can't handle a drum without tearing to shreds. Yeah. Yeah. These kids are destructive. I, I, I've had a, I've had bad uh, success with the, the kids. Nikes, like a bunch of the, the air max nineties, like the, the toes will just blow out like the, the seams <laughs> right at the top mm. of the shoe. It'll just kind of like, it'll just come open. Um, I mean, I know those kids wear shoes out, but I, I don't think the craftsmanship on Nike is just in general is even close to what it used to be. Right? Yeah. They just make yeah. so many of these shoes. You know, if you get like a pair of Jordans, you'll look at them and they'll be like, you can see like the glue. I mean, I'm I'm pretty anal about this stuff, but like you'll see like glue stains or you'll see like stitching or if you look at the logo on the heel and you're like, mm, that's, it's not great. But, you know, the problem, the way we buy sneakers, the way we consume this stuff, like nobody's going to the mall and like getting their Like you used to put your hands on the sneaker. You'd literally, yeah. whether you tried it on or not, you were going to the store to get the shoes. And now it's just click, you know, thumbprint or face scan, like all your credit card information is stored. And it's like, boom, like you, you, you get what you get. Like it, it, some of this stuff is great and some of it is yeah, kind of flawed. So. Well, the good thing too about like, we have like Nike store here. If I was to get some and they were shit, I can go and just return them down the street tomorrow and get my money back right then. There you go. But that's funny you say that about the stuff coming from Memphis because I got a drop last Saturday, or yeah, it was last Saturday. I got the drop that morning, and then my shoes were there Monday morning. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah I love that. that. Nuts. That's awesome. That's so shipping awesome. from Bat Hill, yeah, I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> yes. What's these? So, Stephen, what's your like biggest win on a drop? So, um, I mean, the most valuable shoe I have—is uh, that what you're asking? Like the the most coveted shoe? Uh, like, yes, yeah, so we could do most. 
Yeah, we can do most coveted and the ones you like the most, or like wear the most. I mean, I don't wear a lot of them, <laughs> but uh, I mean, the, the ones that are probably worth the most a couple of years ago, they came out with those Grateful Dead dunks. You know, they were like super bright and like furry mm-hmm. and they have, oh. these, they have these stash pockets in the tongue of the shoe. It's like a zipper and you it just opens up and there's like a huge void in the tongue. You can like, I don't know. How's your weight like, there? Sure. Uh <laughs> But I got a pair of those, the yellow ones that I just, I, I was in the draw and I won the draw. Like you've been selected and they came. And I mean, those things are on StockX for like, yeah, like a thousand bucks, 1100 bucks. The, the blue ones and the orange ones and, and the green ones, I think are worth more, but that was like just a wild hit. Um, and then the ones I like the most, man, those like any of the Jordan 11s. I mean, the, the Concords, the cool grays, uh, uh, the breads, I mean, just, it's just a flawless sneaker. And I've got a couple pairs of, of Jordan 11 golf shoes and yeah, like the cool grays. I wore those to Pinehurst last year when we played number two. Cause I was like, ah, it's a top 100 golf course. I'm probably never doing this again. And these shoes are here. So fuck it. And I mean, they're amazing. And those things are on StockX for like, dude, I think they're, full, I think they're like a thousand dollars, man. Like, I, mean, I mean, they are incredible shoes. But I mean, I would never pay, I would never pay like that amount of markup. So I've gotten lucky on a couple of these drops for sure. The algorithm has blessed me. And I, you know, I remember after hitting on those Grateful Dead, I probably whiffed for like two straight months, like every Friday, every Saturday, it was like L, 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 L. And it was because I had been paid off with the, with the Grateful Dead dunks. So yeah. yeah, it's, it's out of control. It's bad. I try to just, I try to limit it now to just, you know, like maybe you know, like special release golf shoes. Like Nike comes out with those ones for the majors. Uh, the air maxes. Like I got those, those masters peach air maxes. Yeah. Like that's a gorgeous sneak. Like I would wear that to not play golf in. Like I would wear that to dinner. Yeah. Uh, if, I mean, if, if that's what did it for, for my wife, I would wear those out. That, that's not what does it for her, but I would, like, I would just wear them because they're just, they're gorgeous. They're phenomenal sneakers. So, I mean, when, <laughs> when I die, my kids are going to have to figure out what to do with all these and maybe their feet grow to be a size where like they can wear them to prom or they can wear them when they have a special like I, I honestly don't know like i you know it's cool to me I, I think everybody else thinks that it's kind of out of control and it is but it brings me joy so oh, yeah exactly it's, it's a it's, so, it's my hobby leave me the fuck alone about it yeah correct there's, well, there's a lot worse vices in the world than right yeah i mean i'm, I'm yeah. not spending this 200 dollars on crack um but you know i don't i just don't know what's going to happen to all this stuff like when I'm 65 and living wherever I'm li- like, I, I don't know. Like I like, what's the drip going to be like on, on, on me when I'm old? Like I, I might just have to bust out the concords and just go get the mail every day. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what that looks like, but I'm here for it. I'm excited. York, what's your biggest dub? Is it the Jaws? Yeah. The Jaws is the best one. Like I just didn't expect to, you know, to get the, to score those, but, uh, yeah, that's probably my biggest one. I've got I just come looking at it right now, like tomorrow, the retro Jordan Sevens drop. I don't have those. Which ones? Um 
the the hot top red or whites. Those are big shoes, man. They're like, I mean, Dude. they're they're coming up past the ankle. That's like, what I'm those saying. are so, fucking massive. That's what so I'm that, if I got big. those, I wouldn't wear those. So that was so that was that was going to be my biggest win. I got the the seven sapphires. Nice. And I'm on, I'm five ten, so like I feel weird wearing high top sneakers. And yeah, those the the sevens are tall. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like, what do I wear these with? Like the, these have to look stupid with shorts. So it's like, what kind of pants do I wear with these? But like I won those. We were at a wedding up in the Catskills. Let's go. And my wife was in the wedding, but I wasn't. So I was just in the room chilling, and then was waiting and then hit it. And I was like, boom. And we had already mm-hmm. gone to flight club in the city the day before. And I got some dunks there. Um, but yeah, like that's probably my biggest one. Um, I don't get in a ton of them, but yeah, you mentioned the 11s. Like I'm waiting on the 11 golf shoes and to come down in price. Cause I, I like tell myself like, I'm not good enough in golf <laughs> to like spend 250 bucks on golf shoes. I get it. I get Cause it. The, but then you- Cause the other Jordans are reasonably priced. Like I love the ADGs. I got those, um, all the air max golf shoes they do are super comfortable and great. They look yeah, cool. One, 150, 160. Give or yeah. Take. That's, that's fine. But yeah, the Concours just stay around like 225, and I'm just like, ah. Yeah. I like, I get it. I understand that they've been really pushing the, the Jordan 12s and the Jordan 6s, and the, they're just – they don't work as a golf shoe. Like, if you guys have them, that's great. I just I, – for me, I'm just like, let's move on. Like, nobody yeah. wants the 12s. Like, nobody wants these. The 12s – yeah, it takes a special person to be able to rock those. Like, Harold Varner looks great in Jordan 12. Uh, even Pat Perez. Like, I don't love Pat Perez, but, like, he, his Jordan golf shoe game is pretty strong. I'll tell you what I don't understand. Like you guys are in the golf, like Keegan Bradley, like, bro, you are endorsed by Jumpman. Like you and MJ yeah. are boys. Like you guys are, y'all are buddies. You played pickup basketball with him and Tom Brady. Like you are in his inner circle, bro. Why are you trotting those out on the PGA yeah. tour? Like you have this whole arsenal of like limited edition stuff that nobody else. Like DJ Khaled, he gets it. Like he's out here wearing, you know, the Masters edition Jordan 11s. That I mean, I don't know where he got those because those those didn't come out. They they yeah. like, they weren't like Nike had them. The Amen corners where they're holding the prayer, right? The golf mm-hmm. prayer. They had the Air Max. They had the Jordans. They had the whole line ready to go, and then it just it just disappeared. This is 2020, I think, or maybe 2021. It was the COVID masters, but they just disappeared. And Kyle is out here and he's wearing them on the cover of golf weekly. And he's on the videos. And it's like, if you look for those on StockX, I don't even know if they have them in your size, but they're like $10,000 shoes. Yeah. What the, like, like if you're Keegan Bradley, that's the route you should be going. Not, not the TJ Maxx Jordans, like not the outlet Jordans. Like you yeah. can, you can do better, Keegan. Although I do like the putter, you know, the, the thing he that's does. Cool. He, that that's yeah. a good celebration. He bows to the putter. I dig that. But so I got a great Keegan Bradley story. So my uh, we went to waste management for a bachelor party, 
Yes or no on that? Because I I'm <clears throat> I'm I don't think it's for me. So it depends. Like, uh, so you're what? How old are you? Thirty nine. Okay, but I mean, you're 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 young at heart. Like you, I, I don't feel thirty nine. I'm about to turn forty. I don't I don't feel it. I don't. So it's, just, it's a massive number. <clears throat> I think you would like it because you're a golfer and you would appreciate the golf too. But it's packed. Like you can't see it, right? I mean, you can you can move around because everybody wants to go to sixteen. Right. And now that's a blast. Like I've done it once and I do not regret it. It was awesome. Like we got out there at three 30 in the morning, people are out there throwing dice, you know, got <laughs> airplane bottles everywhere. Everybody's getting hyped for the run. And then you do that and it's a blast. But then we've also done it like very low key. Like we posted up at um, 11 right by the tee box and we saw everybody tee off like because everybody's at 16, but then also everybody's like at the bars and just at the party tents. So like you can make it work to where you want to watch golf. Um, I mean, you go obviously when, you, you know, you don't have your wife and kids there, so you can kind of act a fool a little bit. Right. Um, and, and I, you know, I, I, I like to act a fool when like I have no responsibilities, but like you can still go and enjoy yourself without, shoulder to shoulder bumping into like 20 year olds. That's interesting. I actually, you mentioned the kids. I actually want to take my kids to a golf event so that they can get on the rail or the rope yeah, and like get a golf ball from Rory or like get a glove from like, I don't know. Like they, they, it's on dude. It's on in the house. Like they know who Scotty Scheffler is. Like they know who Ricky is. They know who Tiger is. They know who these guys are. But, like, dude, kids at golf tournaments, like, they get everything. That's a magnet. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I don't have any Ricky clones. Like, they're not – it's not flat bills and, and orange belts. But, I mean, I bet if I took – like, they're pretty cute kids. Like, I bet if I took them and I was like, hey, you know, go – say, you know, say go dogs to Bubba. Or, I mean, he's on the live tour. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's like 30 <laughs> Georgia golfers on the tour. Yeah, yeah. Pick a guy. Like, Russell Henley. Uh, Brian Harmon, any of these guys, like, you know, say, say go Gators to Billy Horschel. Like, I bet he gives you something like they would love that shit. We took them to some Wake Forest baseball games this year. Wake was number one. They had the season. The stadium here in Winston-Salem holds maybe 3000 people. Like you're an SEC guy. You know how it is. Yeah. This, this ain't that. Uh, It's a band box. It is tiny. And we'd go to the games and and all turf. Yeah. It's very weird. Uh, Turf turf mound turf gold dirt. gold turf very weird very like guys slide over second base all the time but <laughs> like the, the players would do autographs at the end of the game and my kids had no they'd never seen that before they were like i'm like just stand here he has the, the the pen he will sign your poster he'll sign your glove and like all you know like they see all these other kids doing it and so they just whoo, like they just go in so now they're like <laughs> we'll be playing in the backyard and they'll be like, hang on, dad, let me, let me sign that for you. <laughs> like they do the autograph thing. Like they're into it. So like, if I took them to a PGA event, yeah, I, I think that'd be awesome. Like take them to the Wyndham if it was in a better, better yeah. part of the calendar for us. It's always late August, right? Before football starts, which is no bueno. So I, I can't remember. So back to Keegan Bradley, I think they were, I think they were fours. So y'all know Spencer, York and Joe. 
So he's a big he's a big Jordan guy. He's a sneakerhead. Like he he had like the stock X app like before anybody did. Like he's a okay. sicko. So he had Jordans that he wore to waste management and took it off to get Keegan to sign it. Yeah, I would never do that. Like, like why would you have Keegan Bradley sign your sneak? I mean, I guess you're like, you but have the best, it, it's there. The best part was that, and I don't, he didn't plan it ahead. I'm pretty sure it was just like he was drunk and he was like, and somebody was like, hey, get him to sign your Jordans. And he was like, okay. So he right. took one off. <laughs> he found a Sharpie, handed it to him. And Keegan Bradley's dumbass signs these black Jordans with a black Sharpie on the black part of the shoe. Hell yeah. To where after it happened, Spencer was just standing there and he was like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? Like, you can't even see it. Which, you know, we were like. Was this during the round or was this like a practice round after the round? It was during the tournament, like after he teed off on 11, which he was nice enough to do it. Like normally they'd be like, no, I'm not doing it right now. Right, right. But so. Was was Pepsi his caddy then? Dude, I don't remember. Dude, I was his old his like first caddy for a long time. Dude, that dude he was worse than like Stephen Williams. Like he would have fucking he would have grabbed that shoe and thrown it somewhere. Good lord! I, who's Bubba Watson's caddy? Because that dude hated me after that day. Uh, his old caddy was Ted. Uh, fuck. It was always pray for Ted when Bubba would go like nuts on him. Ted something. Right. Ted Scott. Who's now? Who's now with Scotty? He's with Shuffler. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We were we were giving Bubba hell on that tee box, and he came over at one point and was like, "Hey, y'all need to like stop." Bubba What's Watson it? almost hit me. Uh, PGA Championship at Kiowa the year Rory won. So what was that? 2012, 2014, yeah. maybe. Um, we're we're on eighteen, and ball flies over our heads. Like we're walking against traffic. We're walking towards the tee box from the green to the tee box. Ball flies right over our head, hits the sky suites and bounces and lands six feet from where me and my brother are. And so we're like, oh, like we had just gotten on the property. Like all these, you know, like we're here. I don't know who just hit this, but we are here and we're about to wait and see. Up comes, up, up comes Bubba with Ted Scott. And, you know, this is the early days of like, they didn't know how to treat cell phones on the tour. Like yeah. you weren't, you weren't supposed to have them out because it was, it was noisy or like, you know, like they just hadn't figured out how to, how to deal with it. But Ted Scott is just regulating on everybody. He's like, put your phones away. Everybody back up. And Bubba's like, Hey man, calm down, man. Calm down. Like, like we're good, man. Like we're good. A couple waggles and then just hits this, fucking seed i mean this thing it's like a it's like a stinger it's thing like 20 feet off the ground well i guess he's a lefty so it would be a fade but i mean just that guy all those guys but bubba you know for a dude who doesn't practice like i know he's on live and i think he's hurt i don't even know if he's playing right now but phenomenal talent that guy wild to watch him play well, that's it's it's funny you say that about just like kind of the sound and kind of the way it hits it because that's what I was saying when you talk about like taking your kids to the tournament. Like the best way to get a kid like addicted to golf is to almost take them to a tournament and even like let them sit on the driving range because when you hear that sound that a professional golfer makes, you chase that sound. And like if you're a kid, like you chase that sound on the range, and that'll get you as addicted to golf as anything in the world is going. I want to be able to make that sound with a golf ball because that's the coolest fucking thing in the world. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a sound that you don't hear when you're with your buddies. That's for sure. No, no not at all. Not at all. Yeah. No. What's crazy for me is like how tiny some of these guys are. 
like Xander Shoffley is tiny. Ricky is tiny. JT is tiny. Yeah, Daniel's tiny. And Dude, like, Brian Harmon is like the smallest person I've ever seen in my life. I interviewed Brian Harmon when I was living in Athens. He was on the nationwide tour. And I mean, Harmon is a, if you ever, if you've heard him talk, I mean, he is, he, I think he's like South Georgia guy. Yeah. Loves to fish, loves to hunt. Used to have these, like, used to ride this big ass truck, like monster wheels, like just classic, just like, you know, go down, see him. But like, he, you're right. I mean, he's like five, six. Yeah. I mean, he is tiny. But I mean, it, it's like, it goes to show you like, and Adam, you're getting into it. Like, bro, it doesn't matter like how many weights you lift. It's like, if you can get your hips to, to go, like if you can get those, if you can get your lower body to just start firing and you can smoke a ball, like it, it no. doesn't matter. Like you don't have to be DJ or uh, we, you, you don't have to be built like that. Uh, we have a, we have a good buddy who. <laughs> Conservatively, Joe, how tall is JT? Five eight, five nine. I'm I'm gonna say five nine, just because if he's listening, I don't want to offend him. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's five nine because he's Eight he's five. right there. Yeah, he's right there with me. But yeah, yeah, he's not a he's not a big dude. But he'll red ass it though. I would say when he catches it in the mouth, I mean, he's three oh five. Yeah, he'll red ass that ball because he's got. Ooh. I mean, he's built like a tank in the lower half, so he uses the ground really well and just. He's got those thighs, man. He can just pound a golf ball. And it's fun as he's thick boy. He's it's fun as hell to watch too. Cause because he cause he's got the uh he's got like the ROM swing. Yeah. Where we were playing, uh, we were up in the Ozarks and we were playing with some guys that we we had never met. They were friends of a friend. And uh he had hit some on the range, and one of the other guys starts chirping him. And he was like, "Man, I don't know if that if that little short ass swing is gonna work." <laughs> and and dude, we got in the cart, and I could just feel him like fuming and just like ge- getting geeked up for that first tee box. And dude, I bet he I bet he piped one like three fifteen, and just didn't say a word, just holstered it and went back to the cart. Yeah, dude, like, where in the Ozarks did you play? Uh, so we played Osage National. Okay. Um. Oh, uh, what's the there's one that's like super nice that we got on because of these guys. Um we just got back from Branson. So we did the uh, top of the rock. We only played oh. we only we only played one of the courses. We played Ozark National no, Buffalo Ridge. Buffalo Ridge? Yeah, Buffalo Ridge. But there was Ozark National and then Payne Valley, which is Tiger's yeah. place. They wanted four hundred bucks to play Payne's Valley. Jesus. And I'm like, I can't do that. Like, I just, I can't. Like, one, my wife's family's from Kansas. Like, this is going to be a thing where we have to go every couple of years. We'll be yeah, back. We that course yeah. is brand new. Like, it, it apparently, like, I read stuff and, like, I've seen the pictures of the 19th hole. It's like, it's sod. Like, it hasn't even grown in. Yeah. Um. So I'm like, I, I can't do that. But I will say, like, that, like, they're building more stuff out there. That place is awesome yeah and i i mean i don't know anything about missouri other than you know what i've experienced driving through there they got everything out there man they got lakes they got golf they got dispensaries i mean it is it's it's kind of tight like i I mean it was it was pretty cool so i mean it's not cheap i think we paid uh we paid 200 for our round but the corn crenshaw place ozark national was like 300 
Yeah. So, I mean, they were just making a fortune out there on golf, but it looked incredible. So, oh. FYI, like, check so it the out. One, out there. The one private one we played was the club at Portacima. Okay. Um, and then we played uh, Osage National. We played Bear Creek, I believe is what it was. And then we played some, like, semi-private one that was it was fine it was nice but um yeah they got some dope courses up there and then like the the elevation and you know the undulation of the courses like dude there are some holes where like we did the math on one where it's like the t-box is super elevated Mm -hmm. it's a big dog leg left and so we were playing with guys that had grown up playing there and he was like all right this bunch of trees left of the t-box aim right over that and you'll catch the speed slot on the hill and it'll roll all the way down. And I think we did the math and I mean, with the roll, I hit one that was like four Oh eight just because you just, you, you catch the hill and the fairway and it just goes all the way down. Sure. And then, you know, you classic, you get down there and, you know, end up making par, like you don't even get an Eagle because you, you duff the second shot, but yeah, it's, it's fun. Like the courses are laid out beautifully and, yeah, the lake is pretty dope. Like man-made lakes are that's kind of like I- I'm into that. Like that's cool. Yeah. I mean, the beach is great, but if you could find a lake mountain combo, that'd oh, be yeah. pretty t- that'd be pretty tight. Yeah. Yeah. All day. Um all right, so we gotta let's get into some NBA draft because I know you're you're NBA guy. First off, I do have to comment. I want to get everybody's take because y'all talked about it on Hand in the Dirt. And I know Cerber was was big time defending the big dick energy from Grady Dick. <laughs> I thought he looked hilariously bad. But I had no idea that it was like a nod to Dorothy. Yeah, the Kansas connection. Yeah. Which is kind of like, okay, like I get it, but also like I still think it looks stupid, but <laughs> But yeah, and then everybody was calling him um what's his name from Righteous Gemstones. He looks just like uh Oh uh what's her name's husband? BJ. Yeah. <laughs> that guy's so fucking funny. <laughs> well, no, he 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 looked more like her than him. Like cause she wears like the sequin dresses and everything. Right. Like, he looked more like her than him. Yeah. Is I know, I know where Steven stands on this. Is everybody on this podcast a, a believer in in Victor Wimbanyama? Yeah, because he's he's an alien. Like all this stuff has been popping up lately about UFOs and everything being real. Well, it's actually Victor Wimbanyama that was the first to come down, and he's an alien, and he's just going to take over everything. I mean, it's when I finally started watching videos of him, it's insane. He's got to stay healthy. Right, I mean that's the that's the that's the whole thing. Frame, like to all of this, he's got to yeah. stay healthy. But if he does, uh, yeah, like I think, I mean, like, like there are no Tim Duncan's out there anymore. Like nobody plays with their back to the basket, you know, doing like bullshit. It's like positionless basketball. So, yeah. with that in mind, yeah, like I'm all in on this guy. Like I, I think he's, I think he's going to be amazing, and I also think it's great. <laughs> I'm not as into the NBA as I used to be because it's just the free agency and just, I mean, these, it's tough to keep up with this shit. Like the James Harden for Paul George trade that popped off earlier tonight. <laughs> like, who cares? Like, but anyway, uh, I, 
I think having like international superstars is, is really cool. Like yeah. you got Giannis who's Greek and he's like in America and he's like, I love Chick-fil-A. Like I love, you know, like all this stuff that we don't get. Yeah. Like having, having an elite French guy who's seven, three, who can't throw nice. a baseball. Like, I think that's awesome. That's yeah. Amazing. Good thing about Victor, him, Luca, Jokic. I mean, yeah. Cool. yeah. Ricky Rubio. Rubio. Ricky Rubio, baby. Matthew is he still? Is, he, is Rubio still in the league? Yeah, he's like a fine wine. He gets better with age. Looks well, hurt last year for the Cavs. Yeah. Man, the hype around him was so awesome. Dude, they drafted two point guards in the first round that year. That's the worst run organization <laughs> ever at that point in time. They drafted him and Johnny Flynn like back to back. Johnny Flynn. Wow. Johnny Flynn. So how how long how much longer is Pop going to coach? Because I think that's key also to his development. I mean, the thing with I mean, you guys keep up with it. Like, it doesn't matter who's coaching. Like, it's the the, the players have all the power in the NBA. Yeah. Like they, like I don't say it doesn't matter, but like I I don't know. I don't think it matters as much as college basketball. Obviously, like these guys, <laughs> I, they don't need to be coached. Well, I know that Joe and Adam follow it way more closely than I do just being closer in proximity to the Grizzlies. But like, I feel like pop is a guy that like one of the few that demands like some respect. And I think he's like a legit players coach. And I mean, he's one of the best of all time. So I think he plays a role in like his first couple years and how he can transition into the NBA. Well, and I think they were better to a better coach. Yeah. And I mean, this has to be the biggest shot of like fountain of youth that, Pop could that he could get. I mean, yeah, he yeah. kind of seemed like he had maybe sort of checked out a little bit, and then That's now what, the yeah. you yeah. literally have a generational talent on your doorstep again. Like he's he's reverted back like ten years now. Like he's ready to go again. And I, I between him, Duncan's going to probably be there, kind of helping out too. Right. I, mean, I the, think it's a group. God, man. I mean, the the, the guy literally fell. It fall into it, but Wimbenyama went into the. He's in the perfect situation. He, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's amazing, and I'm I'm glad to see it because like I don't want I don't want him to fail. I want him to be what I want him to be what he shows that he can be because that would be so much fun to watch. Like it's like I want Chet to get back and be healthy because like I think Chet when he's healthy is yeah. just really fun to watch. Like it these are for lack of a better term and not saying it in a derogatory way, these guys are freaks, man. And like, they can go out there and do shit that like nobody else can do. And I just want them to succeed. Yeah. When I, my dad and I went to the Iverson classic when Chet was in it yeah. a couple of years ago and it was at Bartlett high school. And my dad doesn't keep up with college basketball or recruiting or anything. So we get there, we got there early enough. Cause that was when Deshaun Ruffin was in it. You know, he now now a Jackson State Tiger. He was he was at Ole Miss. But so we I went there to cover that and we got to sit right behind the bench. So we ended up chopping it up with with Rashid and Steven Jackson. <laughs> and so they're awesome. doing warm warm ups. And, and my dad's like, who is this guy talking about Chet? <laughs> and I was like, that's the number one player in the country. And my dad was like, what? And I was like, just just wait, just wait. And then 
you know, Chet's bringing the ball up the floor. He's taking dudes off the bounce, like getting to the rim, like no problem. And then <laughs> my dad's like, oh shit. Like, okay. But <laughs> yeah, like I, I think that I, I I'm with you, Joe. Like, I think it's fun and like makes the NBA more yeah. appealing to everybody when you have a 19 year old, that's just a monster and, you know, can be a guard at seven, four, like that's, that's cool. It's yeah. also like on the flip side, and we could get into this too, because I want to get Steven's take on this. Like John ja Morant, like the dude is tiny, yeah. but he tries to dunk on everybody. And he has this crazy athleticism that just like, it's just a magnet. Like people love watching him play because he's just a phenomenal, like freak of a talent. That's just, you know, a tiny little dude. And, you know, comparatively to like NBA guys. Dude, that yeah. first time he turns the corner and sees Wimby in the lane. Good Lord. <laughs> I mean, he don't give a fuck. <laughs> he probably can't wait for that shit. No, that's what I'm saying. He's gonna be like, hell yeah, man! Oh, he's <laughs> going to try. Everybody's gonna try to dunk on Wemby, but that's okay. Like that's, I, I mean, we get, I get it, man. It's like people want the GIF, they want the, they want the screen grab. You know what I mean? But like, I, for me, like, I, if if Wemby's not doing like 20 and 15 a night, like, I'd be shocked. Right, like I just yeah, I it feel should like, be automatic. He has a frame and like the game that should be automatic. Yeah, like unless you know mentally, I mean, unless you have like some type of like Ben Simmons esque meltdown where you just can't handle the pressure or the stress or whatever. And, and so, hopefully, to y'all's point, like go to San Antonio, good organization. Like you get what you need. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in terms of like support. Like if he had gone to Detroit or Charlotte, I'd be like, oh man, oh, yeah, I don't yeah. love don't love this. Yeah, don't love this. Well, it's and it's a good spot too because it's not a it's not an enormous market, and it's like a good fan base. Like it's you know if he had gone to like L.A. or New York, like there could be some potential issues. Like maybe not. Like I don't know Victor personally, but like there are a lot of distractions in those places. Sure. San Antonio, like you know, you're gonna eat some Tex Mex and just go to shoot around and chill. We know um, what uh, what Charles Barkley says about San Antonio. Oh God. San Antonio is where I was uh, stranded for nine hours after uh, someone ran me off the road in a rental car and I had a flat. That was miserable. That sounds awful, man. Yeah, it sucked. Um, so what, what do you, what do you think about, about Ja? Dude, I have, um, I have a very few uh, NBA jerseys in my closet. Um, one of them is the John Morant jersey. You got one? Okay. I got, and I got one two years ago when he was just – he was a phenom. Like, I love him as a player. And I've read – like, I do a show with Matt Norlander uh, from CBS Sports. Norlander did, like, a couple feature pieces on him and his family when he was at Murray State. And just – he was like, this guy's going to go two in the draft. Like, he is – you know, he is incredible. He's electric. Did he go two, by the way? He went two. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like – I get, I get what he's dealing with, and I know that it's very serious. But like, I hope that the guy gets back on the floor. Like, I, I think he's he's the closest thing we've had to like an Iverson or just one of these fearless yeah. small guys, right? Like, like I'm, I watch the Hawks. Like Trey Young is like he's like dropping floaters on people. You know, he's shooting from forty feet. Like that's how most guards play. Um, Jaws built different. So I respect the hell out of him. I hope he's 
I hope he gets what he needs, right? Like I hope he yeah. he's able to like shake that shit and can come back and and play because the NBA is like you got to. It's like pro sports, man. You got to do it for seasons, multiple. Like you got to do that shit for three or four years, especially in uh, no shade to Memphis, but like small market NBA city. Like you've got to you've got to keep doing it. Like I mean, look where we are with with Jokic, Jokic, and I mean Giannis. Like those guys have been doing it for five, six years, and they finally get the ring, or they finally get the the recognition. So I hope he I hope he gets what he needs, man, because. Yeah. I love watching him. So well, I probably got a good vet in there now that it, I mean, with Marcus Smart. I could I could not have been more excited yeah. about that. I mean, what's the what's the, what's the take locally? Like, are people like uh, you know the NBA is overreacted, or is this is everybody no, kind I mean, of it, like it's, it's a it's a you know, he didn't get the full season. He got I, the player association is appealing, right? Yeah, they should. I think he he didn't. Yeah. I, I understand. I get it. I get it. I yeah, get it. You, you know, I'm opposite you on this. I don't think you should have gotten anything. That's it's not written into anything. It didn't break any laws. That's what I was going to say. Like, it, yes, it's true. It's very dumb and it's not smart. He did it twice after he told him that he was not, you know, whatever. But at the end of the day, he didn't break a law. He didn't hurt anybody. And you look at like all the other suspensions that have happened in the NBA where like you got dudes like, physically harming their wives or, you know, mm-hmm. guys actually bringing guns into the locker room. And yeah, I thought it was a little ridiculous, but I think Adam Silver is definitely making an example out of him Yeah, because like, I thought, uh, Steven, what Felder said on y'all show pretty much right on the nose with like the NBA and how they're trying to make it like appeal to everyone. And like this mm-hmm. wholesome league that's like, Hey, you know, no bullshit. Like, we're not going to let you act like this. Because after the malice at the palace, like the league was, the league was was pretty, like the 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 public image, and I can't imagine being on that, <laughs> dealing with that marketing. But like well, that was when Stern like did the dress code implementation and crap. Yeah, like which that. was just where, fucked. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, not the full season, so it's fine. Like he can't be in any of the player of the year awards, whatever. But like. Got to get it together. That's kind of where I'm. It's at. kind of a, it's, it's protecting the brand of the league, and you're also protecting one of your top three youngest, brightest stars. You know, from just, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, so they how, want him, why would they he, want him I mean, to play? Right, exactly. So if, if he gets put out, he's going to be back before Christmas, obviously, which is yeah. probably what they're shooting for. But you know, you would really protect the brand of the league if players played. That would be a good idea. <laughs> that would, I mean, I'm throwing that out there, but maybe if every player was like Anthony Edwards, who is like kind of becoming my favorite player, like yeah. maybe, like maybe it would be awesome. Yeah, they get paid more and more and they play Go dogs. Because yeah. Edwards, I mean, that dude, like, man, like he ripped up Memphis. So I kind of hated him, but like that dude, he's a dog. I love, him. I, it's, I love it's, that dude. I love watching him play, man. He's a dog, literally and figuratively. They, and when, they A-Rod gotta, brought, and when A-Rod brought into the team, and he was like, I don't know who A-Rod is. He's A-Rod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. funny too, man. Dude, I, you know, this is a dad show. Like, I, I don't know what the solution is, but, Joe, you're right. Like, if I paid the money for to take my family to, uh, I mean, shit, like a Lakers game or a Celtics game, and they're in Charlotte, and they sit four guys, 
Like if LeBron's not playing or if, you know, Jason Tatum's not playing or if Giannis sits or if, I mean, hell, like if, if Victor sits because it's a back-to-back, like I, just, I, I don't know what you do about that because that, that's yeah. the only sport where you have to deal with something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's like, what I think I, they tried to address it this year with, uh, I think it's a, a minimum of 65 games. Um, I mean, it's, they got to be a way to have a way to like feed through the bullshit. Maybe if you're sitting, like, okay, why are you sitting? Because yeah. I mean, them even letting them call it load management is a crock of shit. Like, yeah. at least act like there's something wrong, but also prove it, you know. But I don't, I don't know how far you go with that. And, you know, it's also trying to protect my body, trying to protect this, you know, multi-million dollar investment. Yeah, it's protecting the investment is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I can't I can't get into regular season NBA, man. I just can't. Like I granted, like I'm staying up late talking to you guys. I'm usually in bed by like nine o'clock. It's not a joke. It's a real thing. Uh Eastern. So eight o'clock your time. The 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 late night, like shit, the stuff on TNT doesn't even tip till like eight twenty, eight thirty. Like I just I, I have no I have no appetite for that. I can't do it. The games don't start until the fourth quarter anyway. Like it's just now I'll bet on it, but I'm not watching it. Like I, I'm, I can't. I, I just, yeah. there's, there's no way. It's too much. Too much inventory. East, way too much. East Coast time because I'm obviously born and raised in the Memphis area, so it was Central time. Then I moved to the Eastern time zone, and I couldn't. It was, I, I couldn't handle it. Almost like it's only an hour, but it was just the most frustrating thing in the world. Like trying to watch like, playoff baseball, especially, was just miserable sometimes to watch because I'm waking up at five o'clock the next morning on like you know, five hours of sleep at most. Yeah. Yeah. I can't you had to like really sacrifice pack 12 after dark. Dude, that's, uh, that was my true. thing. That's true. Now I fuck, I fuck with late nights on Saturdays that, that on it, college football is the one thing where I can't, I can't really shut that off. Like I will be up. I'll watch, I'll watch an 11 o'clock Eastern kick yeah. on Saturdays, but Sundays yeah. for me are Sundays for me are our family day, man. Like no. I, I will not, watch red zone i will not listen to the nfl i will not consume any of that shit unless it's on radio and i'm out in the yard that's the only way i can't sundays do nothing for me and it's not just because i'm a falcons fan it's just (laughs) i i I go i go hard on saturdays and i'm I'm a browns fan so i feel you on sundays i haven't been happy on a sunday in a long time browns are actually like i mean Browns are coming up like they're, I mean, other than the Deshaun situation, like it's not. <laughs> I, was about to say, I, I can't say good things about our quarterback, but we have a very sneaky, good receiving core this year. Like very sneaky. Good. We've got the best running back in the NFL. Sorry, Zach. That's a take. We've got a great offensive line. Still. Wait, Defense who is it? Be coming around. Nick Chubb. Who is Nick, Nick quarter Chubb. <laughs> Go Dogs. Is it? Good lord. There's been too much. It's, it's the guy who Derrick Henry thinks he is. That's who it is. That's who it is. Yeah, too much Georgia. I'll get out of here with that. Dude, I was I was kind of wanting the Titans to unload Henry to try to get some help because I think he's got maybe two good years left before he starts wearing down. Um, I know this is completely off topic and everything, but at the golf course that I'm just popping on ESPN.com real quick. I didn't realize that they were coming down hard on four other people for gambling in the NFL. Not even on the NFL. Who gives a shit? I don't know what you, 
I don't know what you do when you're in bed with whoever it is, DraftKings, FanDuel, right. all three. Like I, I don't, I don't, I, I have a hard time with that. Like, yeah, I just, I don't get it. Now, if I'm also now the same thing is like, if you're a pro athlete and you're making seven figures or whatever, even if you're on the practice squad and you're making like, like, what are you doing? Like, what, do you yeah. really need, you need that rush? Like you need to be betting a thousand bucks on a, a prop or a side, like the Alabama yeah. baseball coach who got fired for betting on his games. <laughs> that guy was making $500,000 a year. What are you doing betting on like, almost Alabama baseball? Because it's so easy now. Like if it's not just like a board thing, like you're just like sitting in the training room and you just kind of like, instead of pop it on Instagram, like you pop on like the DraftKings app and you're just like, okay, cool. Click, click, boom. And it's just, it's almost so mindless now that I don't even know if people think about it as, as betting. I don't, I don't even think people process it that way anymore. Well, I thought about that earlier with like looking at like athletes and famous people. So that I was watching the end of the match earlier and I bet on that, and I won it. Thank God. Who won? Who won? Mahomes and uh, Kelsey. There was no chance you were not betting on them. I was going to say. I, I, I'm just saying, but I, I did it last week because I thought it was last week. Then I was like, it's fucking <laughs> taking forever. So I had to remember. But uh, so at the end of it, like they give them these expensive, nice, like gold bracelets, and I know they're like personalized, but it's like, how much? How much can you get? How much free shit can you give for extremely wealthy human beings? And then to be appreciated about it. Fair. Yeah. I mean, I just, I don't get it. Well, I don't know if it still happens, but I know for years on the PGA Tour, you got uh, engraved uh, Rolex anytime you won a tournament. It's like, I think eventually you can probably just decline them, but think about like Tiger. (laughs) Like, like, guys, sorry. I really don't need any more of these. Like, I apologize. Yeah. Could you guys give me a nice tag Huber? Exactly. Yeah. Um. What did York do? I think York just like fell face the earth or something. <laughs> he got up and fell into his computer. <laughs> just, just down for the count. Joe, did you see my text about a draft? Do you have an idea? I I never have good ideas to draft. That's why I always suck at them. Now York said BRB. It might be. A, it might be. A, it might be a rogue kid out out of bed. Um, oh, so we'll wait for him to come back. For uh, I was bad at the last draft because I hadn't seen that many Christopher Nolan movies. I just had to draft the three that I had seen. <laughs> York ended up having to draft a a short movie, a short yeah. film. Yeah. I, so we we can do this, and then we can do our draft and get out of here. But Stephen, you're you're gonna you're gonna be here for uh, for media days here pretty soon. Yeah. What's your what's your take on the SEC this year? Because I've got some some semi hot takes on a couple teams in the SEC, but I mean, it's pretty much it's pretty much going to be just Georgia's like they're going to go thirteen and zero. Have you looked at their schedule? Yes, I have. They may not play a nationally ranked team until either Ole Miss or Tennessee, which is in November. Yeah, the Tennessee game's on the road. So yeah, maybe. I mean, Florida, no. Georgia Tech, no. Maybe never again. Uh, I, yeah, look, man. I I think the East is pretty cut and dry. I I I'll be curious to see what the media vote is on the West because I think LSU is going to get a lot of love. 
Yeah. Maybe they give Bama a run for like that media vote to win the West. I, for me, the, the media days thing, like we have a job to do. We have to go and we have to gather sound and we have to piece together six hours worth of content from that sound. So it's a lot, but I always get the sense talking to coaches because we, you know, we're fortunate enough to be on the car wash and we get 10 minutes with every coach or in the case of Lane Kiffin three. And, uh, you know, you can usually get a vibe from those guys on like, he thinks his team is really good this year or the players. Like we get to talk to all the players, like there's like a swagger or like a a quiet confidence. I'll never forget. We interviewed Joe Burrow in Hoover three years ago, whatever it was, four years ago. And my immediate takeaway from this guy was like, man, this dude is incredibly cocky. Like just like over the top arrogance. And we all know what happened that season. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I, I would love to hear your takes, man. Cause I, I don't really know what to make of the West. I like, I, I'm always rooting for like Vanderbilt to get bowl eligible or like, some team that isn't going to win a national championship to just have a really good year, you know? So, I mean, feed me your takes, please. I, I mean, so I'm, I'm here for was like, I got a text stuck in Denver and they, they're not going to let him fly out until like fucking Saturday to get home. Uh, Hartzell, appreciate you coming on. I, I got to jump off here. Nice to meet you, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'll, uh, I'll holler at y'all. Good luck on this. And I'll talk to y'all later on, man. Okay. All right, buddy. All right. Um, So I think Tennessee is for real. I think they're going to, I don't think they're going to win the East because Georgia's just Georgia, but you believe in Joe Milton. Well, so that's my caveat. I think that my Heisman bet believes in Joe Milton. because I got pretty good odds on that. What are the odds on Joe Milton to win the Heisman? I just, let me pull mine up. Like 50 to one, 80 to one. I mean, there's, he's got to, they've got to be 13 and 0 for him to win the Heisman. Yeah. Which means they have to beat Georgia and Bama in the same year. Yeah. I, that's an automatic Heisman. That's why I bet it. He, he was. Because those are the games he has to have the Heisman moment. I got him at plus 2,500. Okay. I mean, sure. Yeah. Like, I mean, okay. <laughs> I mean, that's. I've seen, we've all seen the Joe Milton experience. Like, the dude looks amazing getting off the bus. He throws nuclear footballs. But like, you gotta hit your receiver in the hands. Like you gotta, yeah. You, you gotta be accurate. Well, that's where Zach calmed me down after that video from the Manning Passing Academy. So I I put it in the group he, text. I was like, "Fucking Joe Milton, Bob." And Zach's like, "He missed his receiver." And I was like, "Well, his receiver was loafing in a little bit. Like you know, <laughs> he overthrew him by ten yards. He was loafing in a little bit." Now, now, like my comp for him. It's kind of talking out of both sides of my mouth because the comp was really good in college, but he flopped in the NFL. I mean, he's basically like a, you know, svelte Jamarcus Russell. Like he throws the shit out of the ball. Yeah. But I do think he's going to be a little more polished because he's going to be the guy. He's got um, it. He has to be. Yeah. I mean, because fucking what's his name? Nico is not going to be. That dude's not going to play for a couple of years. One because he's 160 pounds, and he's just a true freshman. He's he's gonna he's gonna have to learn. Same with Arch Manning. Like these Texas people that think he's going to challenge Quinn Ewers. One, no, but two, like Trevor Lawrence has just ruined true freshman quarterbacks for everybody. 
Like Trevor Lawrence was a dude. And now everyone thinks, oh, you were a five star. So like, you got to be good like he was. Um, probably like I think Tennessee is going to be good. I think they have a shot to go easily 10 and 2, 11 and 1 if they can get somebody. Um, probably my hottest take is I think Florida is going to be just ass. I just I don't mean, think I don't think Billy Napier's guy. Really? I well, mean, they, they the the way they got dog walked by Oregon State in that bowl game. And I know it was the Las Vegas Bowl, but like thirty to three. And all due respect to Jonathan Smith and the Beavers, I know they were good last year, but like that was embarrassing. I, I would I would point more to like the Vanderbilt game. It's like yeah yeah that that's that's what can happen. First loss um, since the year I was born. Yeah, like you lost to Kentucky and Vandy and Florida State, and you got your ass kicked by Georgia. Like, yeah, dude, I get it. I, I get it. I I understand. Like, um, best case, they go six and six. Stuff, huh? He's putting together, like, some decent, like, maybe not for this year, but his, next year's classroom's decent. Oh, so that's what I've been saying is, like, they are pushing for kids to commit. They're getting some really good recruits, and I think that's because he knows, like, I got to at least show that I'm a good recruiter because people are going to hate what they see on the field in the fall. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, I come from a, uh, a Gators uh, household. My dad went to Florida. And so I grew up, yeah. I grew up in Atlanta as a Georgia tech and Florida fan. And that's, that's really, that's really working out well these days for me, but Florida fans are extraordinarily fickle. Like they don't just, they think it's going to be let's hang forty five on everybody, and let's and let's throw it over the top. Like they don't want to just win; they want to win emphatically and with style. And it's like, yeah, those days, those days are over. Like it's it, a, it, it, it's not happening. Tennessee, yeah, Georgia, yeah, uh, Florida, mm-mm. yeah. I'm with you, man. It's a, it. it's a hard job. Like there's only been two people that have ever truly won there. Yes. And one of them is, you know, considered to be, you know, kind of a bottom feeder morally, yeah, right? Yeah. Like he's untouchable. And Spurrier yeah. only won one natty too. Like that's the yeah. thing. Like Spurrier was amazing. He was one of the coaches, if not the coach of the 90s. Yeah. The guy only won one national championship. Like yeah. you're right, man. It's it's really hard. But here comes Florida State. Like. Oh, they're going to be not, good. Like we're not here to talk ACC football, but like those guys. Like it's it's here. It's 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 gonna happen for them. Mike Norvell, so, baby. It was rough. It was rough <laughs> early on. It really was not easy for him. But like, there's a there are a lot of Ole Miss fans that are backtracking on that one now. Like, look at look at what Norvell's doing. We should have hired him. I told um, you to hire him. As a Memphis fan, I was like, just keep him close so I can go like say hey to him again. Just just keep him away from the dog tracks and the cheerleaders, and you're good. They banned um, that in Florida. They banned me, the give, dog tracks in Florida. Give me some SEC West takes, Zach, because that's that's where things are spicy. Um, so I think Alabama has a real issue at quarterback. Yeah. I don't think it takes a genius to figure that out. They went and got Tyler Buckner after the spring game. <laughs> Very quickly. But Saban doesn't tamper. He doesn't he doesn't do that. But they pick him up like the fucking Sunday after the spring game. Is he the answer? Like, I don't think so. Like, I think it's gonna be Milroy or Ty Simpson. And I mean, everybody was calling Ty Simpson like the second coming. Like, oh, just wait till Bryce Young leaves. Like, this dude's for real. And he could be, but I mean, it's, 
I don't think it's a shoe in that Bama's going to go eleven and one or twelve and zero. I think they because they every year they have to replace a lot. Saban always figures it out. But it's a quarterback game. It's a quarterback league. It's a quarterback is everything, and they don't run the football like they used to. Like you could mask a mediocre quarterback with you know Mark Ingram or TJ Yeldon or Derrick Henry, and now they they run the hurry up no huddle. And I'm just very intrigued to see what Alabama looks like this year because I do think that they have a real issue because, you know, Bryce Young was a dude. And you, yeah. we talked earlier about golfers and how small they are. When I saw how small Bryce Young was, yeah, I was like, how the hell does this guy not die in games? Yeah, tiny. Yeah. But just a, just a freaking dude. Like, he was just a gamer. But, I, yeah, I mean, if Nick Saban's going out and getting – a backup from Notre Dame, you know, something's up. So like they got to figure that out. Um, and then they got, you know, a new DC, you know, Pete Golding's at Ole Miss now. So like there's some turnover there. Um, I, you know, I, I'm cautiously optimistic on Ole Miss. I think they should be able to win eight games. It a lot depends on the defense. Um, I do think Dart's going to be better in year two. He's healthier. They got some weapons around him. But, yeah, the West is – I think LSU's to lose. Um, you, you talk about scumbags with Urban Meyer. I mean, Brian Kelly is, you know, carrying the flag for that group. He sucks. Yeah, I thought you were going to go to Auburn and go to Hugh Freeze after that first start. Hell no. <laughs> They're not going to be worth the shit. Like, well, Can I ask you two guys, just because I know you all are plugged in. I know this is a little bit more of a, of a bottom feeder in the West question, but – one, Arkansas, is there any way if that season doesn't go the way Arkansas fans want it, is there a little bit of a flame under his seat? And then two, I, what what does Mississippi State do this year? Like, what no is, idea. how do people cover Mississippi State? I no do. idea. How do I fans react? Like, I don't envy those people, man. That's a, that's a tough situation. Yeah. I mean, just literally, we, we've talked about it on the show, like, that's – uncharted territory now like coaches you know dying like that like that's just one it's just a tragedy like it sucks because Mike Leach was great but I mean just a lose-lose situation for Zach Arnett like well I mean I don't know like Mississippi State fans can be somewhat reasonable but then they can also be insane yeah like if he rolls out a five and seven like it's his first year Totally new system. Like they're not running the air raid anymore. How's Will Rogers going to be like in another system? Like, how does that work? Yeah. Cause he's very limited as a quarterback. Um, I, have no, I have no idea what, I don't even know how you like scout or plan for Mississippi state football. in yeah. December. Like what do you, what, what are you going to get? Yeah. What, what's the, what's the philosophy there? I think it's a valid question. I, I am a huge Sam Pittman fan. Like, I think that guy is amazing. He's a great human being. He is one of those coaches that just fits, man. Him and Arkansas, like, they are made for each other. So, I don't, I I don't want, I want Arkansas to win every game. Like, I, I don't root for teams. I really don't. Like, this, the job has, I'm jaded. I've just, I just don't watch it for that. But that is a dude that is impossible to not like. Yeah. He just seems like a, yeah, great guy. 
Yeah, exactly. And it's and it's I want him to succeed there. He's a bro. But it just seems like that is a that's a that's a tough job, man. That is a that's a tough job and to me. It just I, seems. Yeah, I was gonna say I think they're happy with him. I don't think he's in trouble at all there. I I am very intrigued to see what happens now. Like Kendall Bryles is gone. Right. And I think he was a lot of the magic there with KJ Jefferson. Um, so how's that offense going to look with a new, cause I, I <laughs> this is, we, we, we've shifted into like the scumbag territory. Kendall Bryles, another scumbag, but Duke and coach offense. And yep. I, I don't, I don't know, like their running back rocket Sanders is a fucking monster. Yeah. He's great. I mean, if, if Quinchon Judkins didn't exist, everybody would be talking about Rocket Sanders. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think Sam Pittman's in trouble because I think they they really like him. He's done a nice job recruiting. And, I mean, they've been pretty good. I think they've exceeded expectations Yeah, when he was – since he's been there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, nine and four in his second year, seven and five last year, you've got your quarterback, like – you're going to have to take that next step. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a valid question because, like, if they don't go nine and four or they don't go, you know, or excuse me, like, you know, eight and four, or nine and three, whatever. Could have won the A&M game last year. Like, that was yeah. oh, bonkers. Just Dude, that's a, stuff. That's what we should be talking about in the West. A&M. There's I mean, I'm a, no... I'm, I'm over that. I'm over that. I'm just, I'm, I, I will not believe it until I actually see it in like December. Like they, you, they make suck. it, make it to, make it to Atlanta. Like if that's, if that's what you are, prove it. Like I, it can't just be like a flash in the pan. Hey, we beat Bama one week. Like yeah. you got You got to put it together, man. That, that was a, like they have more money than God out there. Like they, oh, they are, they, they, they resources, like it's, it, it's like, you know what it is? It's, it's like Georgia until the last couple of years in terms of like, they think they are God's gift to football and it just hasn't happened. Like Georgia went 40 years between national championships, but boy, they had every player every summer they were on, you know, like, Hey, watch out. This is Georgia's year. Like, you know, like I, I man, I was in Athens when they had Stafford and AJ Green and Noshan, and it was like, man, yeah. it just, it just, it just never happened. And like, yeah. I mean, it's not apples to apples, but like, man, you talk to AM fans, you talk to folks in Texas, and they're like, you know, it, it, why hasn't this happened yet? It's like, y'all aren't even close. No. I mean, well, First thing about ain't it? Have you ever been to College Station, Stephen? No, it sucks. <laughs> like it is weird. The town is. I was shocked at how mediocre it was. The campus is not nice. Like the buildings. Like there are some buildings there that you look like you're in like an like an Eastern European country. And then you get it to is, Kyle Field and that Taj Mahal of a baseball stadium, right? Yeah. Oh, Kyle Field was was incredible, but like the people there are so bizarre. They it is real. They all say howdy, and 
I went with two buddies and we've, we've started this tradition where we go to places we've never been in the sec. And so we had never been there. So we went and they were all, you know, we go out to, you know, we're all in our mid thirties. So we go out to the bars at like eight 30 and nobody's out. So we're like, what's the deal? Like, and so we end up staying at a bar, we're drinking, people start filing in and then we're, and then they're all they want to do is go to midnight yell. And I was like, yeah. I was like, I don't want to do that. Like, that sounds so fucking lame. And they're like, come on, like, we're never going to be here again. Let's just go do it just to see it. And I was like, all right, fine. Do we go? And like, it is, it's a cult. Like it is straight up a cult. Like there are like grownups in there, like 40, 50 year old people in there doing all the hand signals, all the cheers. And I mean, I think it's a recent development where it's just a really bad stand-up routine by the yell leaders. And they, right. it is so cringy, right. but yeah, it's, it, it's a, such a weird fan base and they're, and it's true. Like I had people tell me about how it's weird, how nice they are. And it's true. Like we had a couple like college dudes chirping us during the game, which is normal. Like every college dude is going to talk shit. But like after the game, after Ole Miss won, like we're leaving and like people are coming up and they're like, Hey, like, I hope y'all get home safe. I hope you had a good time here in college station. And like, you just don't like, that's weird. Like not every, like, you know, we, the last time we went to a game was Tennessee Ole Miss in 2022 when they're trying to, you know, bomb you with, you know, beer bottles and shit. Yeah. I Jimbo's a tough interview. Like that's one of the ones that I'm, I don't dread it. Cause like I'm prepared for Nashville for media days, but he just doesn't have to let you finish your question. He's all, he's, he's talking, he's answering your question before you even get to the end. Of yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? He's not listening. Correct. Um, which, <laughs> you know, like I, I, man, if I had that much money, like I get it. But, like, I'm not – I'm just trying to talk to you about your team. Like, talk about your guys. Like, talk about your quarterback room. Talk about your play calling. Talk about, like, stuff – I'm not I'm here. I'm not here to get your thoughts on NIL. Like, I'm not here to get your thoughts on recruiting or – like, I just – I want you to talk about your guys. I'm looking for the sound bites. I want the clips. Feed me the clips. Yeah. So, that makes it tough to root for them just because of the way he treats people as, like, interviewers. All that being yeah. said. I know some very nice people in College Station, but that culturally is like an outpost amongst everything else that's going on out there, right? Like the West is crazy. They're all crazy, but that's a different, that's that's next level stuff. Now, I will say if you ever go, if you have a chance, go to the presidential library. Okay. The the George uh, H. Bush library is awesome. That's Bush one, right? Yes. We, we woke up, we were hungover as shit. Like we had to kill a bunch of time before, cause it was a night game. And my two buddies shout out to, uh, Thomas and Mike. They were like, come on, let's go to the library. And I was like, no, like, let's just sit in the hotel and then go get lunch and start drinking again. They're like, come on, like, let's go. And it was great. That was very cool. I would highly recommend that. Um, I, I will admit, I did not know that presidential libraries were a thing until that day. I did not know that they all have libraries. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the perks, man. You get a library on the way out. <laughs> yeah. You get a library. So that was cool. But yeah, it's a strange place. But you talk about play calling and asking Jimbo. That's the story. 
how long is the leash for Bobby Petrino? Yeah, wild. I mean, just, it's a soap opera, man. I mean, bizarre, bizarre scenes. Because, I mean, uh, honestly, like, I thought about Petrino this week. You know, I, it was on bad terms because Ryan Mallett passed away. And, man, RIP to just a fucking stud. Like, he was so fun to watch in college. And, you know, that was Petrino back-to-back double-digit wins his last two years. I mean, they were cooking. And, like, now he's controlling your offense. Like, is Jimbo going to actually let him do his thing? Right. Like, if it goes to shit, like, if it's a tie ball game between them and, you know, whoever at halftime, is Jimbo going to let him call the second half? Like, that's – I. history shows probably not. But, like, he said all the right things. And, like, that's the biggest thing for me. And then also, if they suck again – is Petrino just like there to be the head coach and waiting? Like, what are they going to do? Because Jimbo has just not done anything there outside yeah, of a couple upsets. Yeah, it hadn't happened. I was looking at the schedule, man. They play at Miami week two. Like, just, that's a that's just could a, get dicey. Just a disappointment bowl right there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the West for me is that's the story. I, I think you know maybe Tennessee does something like last year, but I, I don't have the faith in, in, in Milton that I had in, in, in hooker for sure. Like Hendon hooker was awesome. And yeah. I, who, where did he get drafted? Like it, he went late. Right. But just a good, like just a great human being, like a really good yeah. kid. Um, uh, the lions picked him up in the third round. I mean, that's awesome. Like that sucks. You're in Detroit now, man, but good for <laughs> Good for them. Like he's just, I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna work out. He's gonna be good, good. pizza there, though. Like Auburn's gonna be a mess, right? Like that's not gonna go well. No, because Hughes, Hughes gonna do what he always does. He'll beat somebody he's not supposed to, and then he'll lose to four people that he should beat. Like that's the Hugh Freeze experience. Yeah, I, I'll say. Yeah, we were joking about Pac-12 after dark, man. For me, like, I don't know if the SEC is gonna be very interesting this year, but. Dude, West Coast football, Pac-12 is is just like this is the year I think it's worth staying up to just watch these quarterbacks, man. Like DJ yeah. at Oregon State, like everybody else is returning. The Heisman Trophy winner, you got Penix, you got. I was gonna I mean, say Bo- Washington's gonna be for real. Bo Nix is still there. Like it's crazy. Like Oregon State is a fun team. That's an awesome stadium. They were like. It was under construction last year. I mean, half of the place was was like roped off, <laughs> like when they were trying to beat USC, Utah. Like nobody gives Utah any credit. Like, like, and and you baby, and you've got the LA schools with one foot out the door. So, like, anytime they're on the road, it's just going to be you know piss and vinegar. Yeah. It's a, yeah. I I work with a bunch of factual schools. That's like my real job at Learfield, and it's a very different culture when you talk to people out there. Like there are pockets. Like Eugene cares. Okay. There are parts of the state of Washington that care. Like Pullman is crazy, but like Seattle is like, there's a lot going on in Seattle. Like yeah. people aren't locked into the Huskies like they are the Kraken or hell, the Mariners or like the Seahawks. I mean, they have a good MLS team historically. There's just a lot going on. It's not like the South. Like you guys get it because you, I mean, it's, it's on talk radio year round. Yeah. yeah, like everybody's talking about college football, but out there it's different. But I think nationally it's going to be awesome to watch that. 
Pac-12 is going to be so fun this year. Like it's, it's going to be awesome. So that's like buy low on the Pac-12, like right now, like before, before all this stuff comes out in, in August, just to start reading up on it, man. These teams are fascinating. So I just want I just want BJ to succeed. I don't know what it is about him, man, but I, I'm rooting so hard for that dude after his kind of journey so far. Like I just want him to lead Oregon State to just something. Because I, I don't know what it is. I just I root for that dude. That guy was get getting it? booed every Saturday last year. Right. Exactly. Like booed. Like not like a smattering of boos. Yeah. Like like everybody's like get out of the game. Like yeah. this is, this is not working. <laughs> so good for him. Like, I mean, that's, a, that's a smart business decision. That's a quality of life upgrade. Like, it's amazing. Like you guys get it. I think like as, as parents, I, I think it just gives you a totally different perspective on a lot of things. But like when people are like, why would Dave Clawson not leave Wake Forest to go be the coach at like ACC or SEC or big 12, like fishbowl. It's like, dude, his quality of life is so high in little old Winston-Salem. Nobody cares. Yeah. Like, DJ and Corvallis, nobody cares. And that's a good thing. Like, that guy is living his best life. Whereas in Clemson, you know, that dude couldn't go get a hamburger. He couldn't He couldn't do anything right. without people wanting pictures, autographs. Hey, man, you missed, you missed that slant. Right? Like, just bullshit where you're like, that's not living. So... Yeah. I'm happy for him. You're right, Joe. I, I hope he has a good season, man. Anything's going to be better than last year. Poor guy. Yeah, as, as someone who's married to a South Carolina alum, I can now, like, cheer for him and it not be, like, getting daggers thrown at me. Dude, I, um, that's that's another guy it's hard not to like, man. I, I'm sure Shane Beamer rubs people the wrong way, but as a neutral, I fucking love talking to that guy. He seems awesome. Yeah, he seems oh. awesome. I mean, you look at how they're recruiting. Like, he's killing it. Yeah, yeah, he's like a he's like a run through the brick wall guy for me. Like I could see him like getting oh, dude. Done, walking out, and you're just like, "I fuck yes, we're we're fucking going, man. We're doing the shit." Dude, recruits love him. Like he he looks, he looks like a recruit. I mean, the guy. I mean, I don't know how old he is. I mean, he looks great. Like he's taking great care of himself, but he's just relatable. Like incredibly relatable. And, so, I can and dude, that's it. a. I don't know. They can't compete with Georgia yet. But like that's a sleeping giant because Columbia is fun as hell. That's yeah. a dude. I've said that for years. It's not just because I'm married to a, an alum. That fan base does not care how shitty that football team is. They go to games and they support that team no matter what. I've heard that it's you know, like when you talk to people that have traveled the league who have played in these days, like it is the loudest stadium in the SEC. Like almost unanimously, like the toughest road venue, not the biggest, but the loudest. Like that place is a, it's a madhouse. It's a, it's a legit student section that stays the entire game. And yeah, I mean, they have the, every fan, like the recent grads that have a little money. So they get season tickets and then they got the 70 year old people that have been there since black magic. But like, (laughs) yeah, that, that's a legit atmosphere. I still say Neilan. When that place is rocking, dude, it's when we were at that Ole Miss game, like it, I always tell my friends, like going to a road game and winning is more fun than winning in Oxford. Because like when when you're in a raucous environment, like it's fun to just walk out and not say a word and just have a shit eating grin. 
Yeah, that was also a very special situation for you in that particular game also. Like, that game got very off the rails. Oh, yeah. And and my wife was eight months pregnant, and I'm, like, covering her up as, like, Coke and beer and shit has been rained down from the upper decks. But, yeah, I think I think South Carolina can win 10 games this year. I'm pretty high on them. I think Rattler's going to be special. They got Trey Knox from Arkansas, who's a freak. Um. But yeah, I, last thing, Stephen, before we close up shop, and you stay with us long, so we we appreciate your time because I know you're on the the worst time zone ever. But um, what's Wayne think about the Trojans this year? He hates them. Uh, what? Joe, my, I I do my I do well. I mean, he's he's a UCLA guy, so like he doesn't <laughs> he, he's never going to root for he's never going to root for USC, Joe. I do a podcast with Wayne Cook, former UCLA quarterback. He's like our he's like our West Coast Pac-12 guy, the coolest voice ever. Yeah, he, he sounds like a quarterback. He sounds like a guy who's just been yelling. Yeah, I mean Wayne's Wayne's great. Like I I he is, you know, not a lot of people talk about Pac-12 football in on the East Coast. Like they just don't like it's a real thing, man. It's yeah. the, the whole East Coast bias thing is so real. Um. It's cool to see Caleb Williams win a Heisman, but you know I I don't think they're bulletproof. I, I mean they've got they've got some really nice pieces, and Lincoln Riley is. I mean Alex Grinch has got to figure something out. Alex Grinch, man, I I've heard about that guy being you know an elite defensive coordinator at all these places, but like I haven't really seen it. I mean I'm I'm not a defensive uh, vet. I'm not a I don't watch tape. But like when he was at Ohio State, like he had blue chips all around him. When he was at yeah. US, he's been at USC and he's got blue chips all around him. Like at some point, like you gotta you gotta hold teams to like you gotta be able to tackle, dude. USC couldn't tackle anybody last year. It wasn't just you couldn't Utah. tackle Tulane last year. Yeah, like it, that's my point. Like it, it wasn't just like oh you're bouncing off of Utah players. Like no nah, man, you're bouncing off of everybody. Like these dudes are just running free. Um. Does USC have a non-conference opponent worth a damn? Because in the Pac-12, you got to play nine league games. Yeah, and that yeah, is yeah. that is a fucking grind. And I think USC plays Oregon and Utah and Washington. All and they'll play. They'll do Notre Dame. Right. Okay. So yeah, you got Notre yeah, Dame. The, the that's Jules it. Shalala, right. Yeah. Uh, who knows what Notre Dame's doing? Um, <laughs> but yeah, I. It's look. It. it, it, it our, our friend, our buddy Stephen Godfrey, split zone duo. Like he he brings this up all the time, and he's right. Like you need USC to be relevant so that it brings eyeballs and and attention to West Coast football. Utah does it. Nobody cares. Like I think we think it's great because we love Kyle Whittingham and we think that this yeah. is like a an awesome team to watch. And I'm still I still haven't gotten over Cam Rising throwing that pick against God, Florida last year. God. I still like. Uh, one Cost, day, I'll, one did day you bet I'll, on it? One day I'll peel back the uh, the curtain on on just what was involved with uh, <laughs> with the specifics and what was hanging in the balance in terms of previous results that day and and just what could have. My point is, like, I mean, just a fluke win for Florida. They they shouldn't have won that game. Yeah, but uh, like it, USC brings. East Coast viewers to college yeah. football out west. So that's great. I hope I hope they can keep it going. 
I like Lincoln Riley. What's not to like? But that dude's going to go to the NFL in three years, right? Like, there's no way. The trajectory is like, you have to cash in on that. Like, you just have to. And then you can come back to college in three or five years when the, when the flame burns out. Like, you do the Cliff Kingsbury thing, right? Except you're yeah. way more accomplished as a college coach than Cliff. I think you've got to do – I think that's the path for him. But I like watching USC play. But I, I, for me, the whole Pac-12 is just like – it's must-see TV, man. It's awesome. It's great. It's it's going to be fun this year. I'm I'm pumped. Yeah, I'm a big Utah guy. I love how they play. Cam Rising is just awesome. Um, is he back too? He's he's one of the other guys that's back, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like that's five quarterbacks in the Pac-12 that are like the best than in the country. Anybody in the SEC, like yeah, like the, all those guys are, would 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 be lighting up the SEC. So. I think it's great. I, I'll be honest. Like we are about to leave for our July. When's this show come out, Zach? When are we dropping this? It'll be tomorrow. So like we're all about to go out on July Fourth holiday. Like I will pick up my Phil Steele at my Barnes and Noble. I'm old school. I like Phil. I get to talk to him every week. I think he's great. He's just a funny guy who's made a really nice living out of yeah generating the best college football preview magazine there is. But like. I will sit down and my kids will be running around and they'll be wearing me out. And I'll just be like, I, I will start off season prep like in 48 hours. Like I just need to wrap yeah. this week up, get that yeah. mag and head to the, head to the Sandy beaches. Cause it's about to be go time, man. I'll be in Nashville in like three weeks. Yeah. Less, less than three weeks. I was going to say, when you're here, we'll, we'll go, uh, we'll go scope out some wax. Get you guys some vinyl. Grimey's is that the place? Yeah, Server's just, talking about this Grimey's place. Yeah, it's right. It's right down the road from the house. We can uh, we can do that after golf if you want. I would love to see it up. Uh, the, the, the only thing I ate when I was in Nashville was that food hall downtown, which was awesome. They yeah, have, that's, have every, that's cool. They, they have they had some very good food. I don't think I'll ever bring my kids back to downtown Nashville because it was just. I mean, it wasn't <laughs> like it wasn't frightening or anything. It was just like. There's really nothing for y'all to do here. You can't go to Broadway with kids. Yeah. Like we did it. Like we just, I mean, it was Sunday night. We'd been in the car for seven hours. So I was like, let's walk. And we did. And at no point did I think my kids were going to get snatched, but like people are, they're not a little drunk. Oh, they're, dude, that's bad. They're, they're puking in the street. Like yeah. wild. Like it was wild, bro. Wild. Yeah. Well, so, um, yeah, I won't we'll, be hanging out on Broadway while we're there. No, I never. Uh, yeah. The closest I get to Broadway is if I go to Taco Bell Cantina. Hell yeah. Uh, uh, I will say this, though, man. The Johnny Cash Museum was pretty tight. Like, I'm a Johnny okay. Cash fan. I, I still paid never the done money that. to go. I paid the money to go. It was like 23 or 24 bucks. Kids were free. I lied and said one of them was five when he's <laughs> almost seven. But that was a pretty cool spot. Okay. Small, but loaded with gear, loaded with uh, audio stuff, video stuff. I'd recommend that. But yeah, the rest of downtown Nashville is kind of a wash for me. Yeah. Nah. Just yeah. What? Well, outside of outside of media days, we'll we'll Grimies and and golf will be far away from that. So. Uh, I'm in. I'm in, brother. But yeah. We'll we'll spare Cerber. My wife will be out of town for work, so 
she won't bum rush him about the Taylor Swift takes. Um, uh, I, I didn't hear the voicemails, but apparently there were Swifties. The Swifties came after him. Dude, those those people go for the jugular, man. The Swifties are they do not play. Yeah, whoever yeah, did that, brave soul. That's all I'll say. Whoever did that is a brave, brave soul. I'm at peace <laughs> with it, man. Like it's not for me, but like I, I mean, it, it's not going anywhere. Like Taylor Swift is here, so. Yeah. I, the, the criteria I have for like judging a superstar is longevity and like flexibility. Like she's been around forever and she has like shifted her sound and is still a mega superstar. So like she's doing something right. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she's doing okay. She's doing okay. She's doing just fine. Um, Steven, we appreciate you coming on again. I know you're yeah, man. You know, really the midnight oil. It, it, literally and figuratively over there in the Eastern time zone. But, um, but this has been fun. Uh, we'll do it again at some point. We, we, we can crank out some more dad talk and, uh, yeah. Next time, can we go, can we do like American football, American conference, like get really deep into Memphis <laughs> and everything. We'll do that. It'll be awesome. I'll be ready for it. We, we, there's a bunch of teams that are in the American. That, yes. It's going to be a fun year. Most people don't know are in the American. Yeah, I couldn't name them all right now. UAB against FAU. UAB's in the American, bro. Battle of the Bones. Uh, here, here, Trent Dilfer and the Blazers. Here we go. Oh, man. oh Battle of the Bones. Yeah. Battle of the Bones is back, dude. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We'll, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll have you back on during football season. We'll do like a pulse check on all of our takes and see where we are. Yeah, man. Thank you for having me. Y'all have a good fourth and, you know, be safe out there. But uh, yeah, man, thank you for, thank you for the invite. It was fun. It was cool. Yeah, yeah, man. Thank you for coming on. All right. So shout out to, uh, shout out to Steven, shout out to York who had to bounce. He's, he got, had to handle some work shit. And of course, shout out to Joe. Um, appreciate uh, Natural Light, uh, Bush Light, all the sponsors that uh, make the show possible. Um, what do we got? Sugarloaf. Um, Sugarloaf Club. Water bottle. Yeah. So, um, we'll be back next week um, for another episode of the Rad Dab Pod. Till then, we out of here.